Good morning and welcome to VFW Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Wal Hartnett. I'm joined today by the uh, Pennsylvania State Commander. Um, we are here at the uh, Best Western Premier in Harrisburg. We're here for the uh, April uh, C of A. Um, we're dealing with some business with district commanders and um, a lot of the other uh, entities within the state of Pennsylvania's VFW. And I want to take a minute. We're going to sit down and, and, and have the state commander join us, um, talk a little bit about this past year, um, a little bit about the VFW and where we're headed. And, uh, you know, it's been a tough year with COVID, but we're going to talk about, you know, where we're at and where we've been. So, Ron, um, tell me a little bit about your background, what brought you to the VFW, just wherever you want to start, you know, with your service and everything else. I, uh, Walt, I spent uh, 12 years in the Army, uh, originally went in in 1968, went to Vietnam. Uh, I was with an armored cavalry unit, and then when I returned, uh, rather than go back to Fort Hood, Texas, I opted to go on drill sergeant status at Fort Dix, New Jersey, where I stayed for three years. And then when uh, they changed and dropped the draft, why, I thought it would be a cool thing to go out on recruiting duty, so I spent a number of years in recruiting. And uh, it's been a great experience. But uh, going on to the VFW end of things, for many years I didn't join. Didn't drink a lot. Didn't figure I needed to. But was approached one day actually by an auxiliary member, the president of our auxiliary in Bradford, Pennsylvania, the Francis Sherman Auxiliary. And uh, she said, you should join the VFW. And I said, what the hell for? And she kept at me and kept at me. So I went down and I joined and then she started, well, you got to get involved. What's that? What's that? She said, get engaged. Okay. What's that? She said, go to a meeting. Next thing I know, I'm the post commander. So that's kind of the way things went for me. And the rest is history because today I sat here and lead, to me, the greatest group of veterans in Pennsylvania. That's uh, it's definitely awesome. And it's funny how your story, you talk about um – you know, you show up to a meeting, next thing you know, you're a host commander, you know, is I, I call it, I talk to John Ott and I call it fisherman. You know, you can see fishermen across the pond and, you know, you can't get involved with something without really kind of taking it on. So I know it's been a strange year with COVID. You didn't get a lot of the, the things that a normal state commander gets to uh, enjoy and do, but what would you say, where are we at today with the VFW? Where are we heading next with the VFW? What do you see, you know, down the line? Uh, COVID has certainly presented a lot of, uh, say, bumps in the road. But uh, when you're dealing with combat veterans, I, I have this thing where we, we learned early on how to adapt and overcome. And uh, I've certainly witnessed that this year going across the department, our, our state, going to different VFWs. I think I've been in over 150 VFWs this year, probably 21 districts out of 24. I'm traveling. The people want to see the state commander out there. And uh, I made it a point to get to as many places. And st still with three months to go, I'm going to get in some more. But uh, the, the things I've witnessed is sometimes people have said, you know, are you getting a little dis depressed and disappointed with your year? And I, I say, you know, every time I start to get a little bit down, I walk into VFW and they start showing me the things they're doing in the community. And it's amazing, amazing stuff. You know, one uh, post commander was his his post was shut down. He's cutting an acre and a half of grass a week, and he said, "You know what? We're going to do something different here." He's a farmer. He went and got his equipment, and he planted potatoes and donated two thousand pounds of potatoes to the food bank. 
This is the way combat veterans do things. They think outside the box, and they find a way to adapt and overcome and, and accomplish the mission. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it really was an opportunity to grow. You know, I think for all of us individually, you had that opportunity because you're presented with an obstacle and, and, hey, what can we do different? What can we, you know, accomplish next? Um you know, I know you're, you've brought a lot of, even this podcast, when I first brought it to you, you were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, how do we figure it out? You know, you didn't, you know, give me an obstacle. It was, hey, if you want to do it, you know, you, you definitely gave me the, uh, the feeling that, okay, I was, I was supported to, to move forward. Um, I knew we got your, we're right around the corner from the next state convention, you know, and, and, and those things were at what, like 95% right now. I know we're making that push to get to a hundred for on your year. John Ott's working. We're, we're here making phone calls at, at a C of A. I thought I came for a, you know, a good time. And next thing I know, he put me to work. Um, what do you think are some things we could be doing differently, especially when it comes to membership, because you're right. So many people just don't know what, what's out there for them. You know, there's so many combat veterans that never joined now have an interest to join, but what, what can we be doing a little bit different to maybe get us there? Certainly one of the things that uh, I've talked to young veterans, especially about is the fact that, you know, we served when we were in the military and we will always have that need to continue to serve. And it's a portion you get in a VFW and it gives you a chance to serve your community. It gives you a chance to serve veterans and veterans families. And uh, it's just a vehicle. Too many people get it confused with people drinking beer and smoking cigarettes and laying around a bar. It's not that, you know. I, I always look at the club rooms as a, a benefit, a feature. It's not a benefit, really. It's a feature. You know, you get into a post-meeting and you hear some of the things and ideas they come up with to make a positive difference in people's lives. It's absolutely amazing. And it gives you an enrichment in your own personal life, too. No, absolutely. And I was looking at a number. Uh, it was with the Pew Research Group, and they talk about the percentage of Americans that are even veterans now. You know, it's like 7% of Americans are veterans, and, you know, a fraction of those are even combat veterans and eligible for the VFW. So it makes our job harder because there's not – you know, as many, um, you know, as far as percentages of uh, what we're looking for in a community. Um, I, I know, you know, the uh, they're having the, the female retreat, which I think is a great thing for the female veterans in October. I know you're probably going to be there and be a part of it, even though you didn't have one during your year because of COVID. But can, can you touch on that as far as, you know, the, the recruiting the female veteran and, and bringing in, you know, the diversity that, you know, really this organization might need to, to take that next step? First off, Walt, it's like, uh, you know, the VFW, just like everything else, is evolving. When my generation of veterans took over the leadership of the VFW from the World War II and Korean veterans, it changed because our personality and our, and our character of service and everything was different. It was a different time, and we're in that position right now. The Vietnam veterans are pretty much the leadership of the VFW right now, but I see a huge influx of young veterans coming in, bringing new ideas, and we have to be able to understand that their vision of what the VFW is going to be a little different than what ours was, just like ours was different than the Korean and World War II people, and we need to uh, nurture that. Uh, going forward, 
you know, the young veterans are going to be the VFW yep. at whatever level they come in. Uh, we're a little bit behind, and I put in place some things this year to attract them, i.e. podcasts. Mm-hmm. We have a new website at the headquarters, which is much easier to function, and uh, just many things. You know, and we did, despite COVID, I got some things done this year, and uh, you know, it's just that's the direction we're going, and it's it's moving quicker now. I don't understand quite why all of it, but but it, but it is it is moving in the right direction. So, so I always talk about, you know, the good leadership lets their team kind of run, you know, and that's what you've done. You know, you've allowed um, the influence of ideas instead of being stuck in, hey, this is the way we've always done it. This is the way we have to do it. And at the same time, I'm a young guy. I come here. I have no idea what's going on in the C of A. You know, I'm, I'm totally confused and I'm just following along. And I see a lot of things I like, you know, last night, you know, the camaraderie and being able to sit around and, and enjoy that. Cause that's what the VFW is all about. You know, I, I, right. I push it all the time that, you know, it's the first PTSD group, you know, we didn't know what PTSD was, but we got around each other and we can talk about anything. Um, as, as your years winding down, anything you're look. I mean, I know you're talking about going to a couple more posts. Anything you're looking to get done in the next couple of months, or anything you want to, you know, leave your lasting impression when it comes to the state command ship. I'm I'm constantly looking for opportunities to institute new things because, like I said, we kind of got stuck in the past, and if the more new things we can put in place that are going to help us in the future, I think that's kind of what my legacy probably will be. Um, it, it was time for that change. It, it, we we just needed it in in a, in a way that uh, I just can't explain, and I could see that, and that's one of the reasons I ran to be the state commander as, and, and got elected. Going forward, I'm, I'm uh, uplifted because I see a leadership coming through, not only at the headquarters, but in the district commanders because. I think this year we had, uh, out of 24 district commanders, we had 20 brand new ones that are all young Iraqi veterans, Afghanistan, Persian Gulf. And that's good. That's that's healthy for the organization. And I, I think going forward, we're going to be okay. Yeah. All right. I just thought of one more question I want to give to you. So I'm probably going to have, while we're here, have the three representatives who are going to be running for junior vice for the state. What do you think is something that we should be asking them? What do you think is something that makes a good state commander? What should we be asking the, these three individuals running for junior vice that'll be the state commander in three years? The only thing I can tell you that worked for me when I ran, and I ran against a, I was pretty much an unknown when I ran it for junior vice. I ran against two people that are pretty well known in our state as far as the VFW goes. But when I went in a district and campaign, I didn't talk about me. I talked about us, and I talked about my vision for the future of the VFW. And I think that's what we need from our new officers coming through. What's what's your vision for where you want this organization to go? And uh, that's probably the most important. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate your time. Um, I know we got another 30 minutes before we got to get back in the room, but I appreciate doing this with you right now, and uh, we'll get this up soon so everybody can hear from the Tech Commander. Thank you again. This is Walt Hartnett with the VFW, Pennsylvania VFW Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening.